This hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast for creators of any variety. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. It's our two-year anniversary. Thanks so much for listening. This is just kind of a recap episode, different than last year's recap episode. Last year, I took different breaks and spots from the uh, season, the whole year, and I I played them a little bit. Not going to do it that way this year. Just going to chat about each episode. We're also doing a two-parter, but it's June 7th, so that's why we're releasing it today, and we'll release the second part next Tuesday, uh, and then we'll get back onto a normal, regular schedule. We're going to have a 100th episode special. Justina is going to interview me I cannot believe we are at 100 episodes, <laughs> almost. Uh, that's crazy. I've been doing it that long. But that's cool. I'm glad I've been doing it that long. One thing a couple people might miss is the little music, uh, some music that was played. And uh, so we'll just play that here because they, they liked it. So let's just uh, drop that right now. Opa! So there you go. You have it in this episode, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just like last year. People liked it last year, and we're doing it again this year. Mm. But that's the only time it's going to show up in the episode. <laughs> People liked it last year, and I just wanted to bring it to you again this year for the second anniversary. So you are welcome. As I said, I'm just going to be recapping the second year. A lot of fun things to get to. First, if you want to just check us out online, you can on Facebook and Twitter at ThereItIsPod. And you can also go to ThereItIsPod.com if you don't already know. Okay, let's get to the first episode of the second year of the There It Is podcast. And it's episode 55 with Dion Flynn. This was a fun episode for me because I was so familiar with Dion and I really liked his work. He'd been on Late Night a bunch of times. I thought he was great. He played President Obama on there. And, and uh, this, I don't know, he was hilarious. I just really liked him on there. I, I, I'm just always surprised when anyone says yes to be on this podcast, but especially when they have credits like his. I don't want to talk myself out of getting future guests, but that was cool, and I appreciated that he went on. What jumps out the most for me for this episode was his talking about his concern for Fallon's well-being. Like, he sort of mentioned that a little bit in the episode and maybe even a little off air. And it, it was not because of the sort of stuff that you read in the gossip rags that are all just it's gossip, so it's BS. His concern was, uh, you know, just about, like, the average celebrity and what they go through and, and things that we are unaware of. And that's on top of things that you and I go through, right? So it was just really cool to hear him talk about that and just sort of say, yeah, you know, he gives himself a lot to people. He's really like open. And and I, months and months after talking to Dion, actually interacted with Jimmy for a second. And he really does just like 
exude a lot of energy and uh, seems like a really sweet and nice person. And I don't know, that could be draining to give off that sort of energy, but some people just have that. And uh, we also had in that episode a special guest, Adam Hamway, who does an impression of Jimmy Fallon. More on him later, but uh, it was just cool to have him in the room there as well. So this was an episode where I was mortified at the end. Uh, Here's a little peek behind the veil. At the end of this hour-long conversation, I realized there was kind of an audio issue. And like it just didn't record quite the way I wanted it to. And I thought after all that hard work and uh, on this episode and all this discussion that maybe we're, we're going to be able to use the audio. I thought this was going to be an unairable episode. Thankfully, it wasn't unairable. It worked out, but I did have like a little freak out during... Uh, uh, like at the end when I saw the problem and like we were all I'm packing up and I'm just saying bye to them and I'm like oh crap and we're just trying to have a normal conversation I was I was freaking out in my head and ever since uh, I freak out during like the interviews of every episode at least once that something is going wrong even though I know I hit record and I know that I was getting levels but at some point I have to look at it again and it's all because of that experience <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Episode 56. Jessica Fry. Jessica is a delight. She was just really cool and has a very kind vibe. And I appreciate that about her. She's super talented. And she's the kind of talented that makes you inspired because she's so good. And simultaneously discouraged because you can never be that good. (laughs) That's obviously not the lesson to learn from watching others perform. You should learn how to do what they're doing. Some of what makes Jessica so good is skill. And skill can be developed. So if you see her and think, oh, she's too good, I'll never be able to get there, first remember that she didn't start on that level either. And secondly, know that she got to where she is by training. So get to training. Part of the reason I do this podcast is a a sort of life hack to entertainment and performance. You can learn what direction someone else took and get right to it without meandering around anymore, wondering how you should go about just learning and getting better. A lot of time can be wasted trying to find the right approach. So my goal is to cut to the fast track of how to just get there and how to... uh, Just, I want to cut the fat so you can get to the best approach for you quicker. Next up is episode 57 with Abby Crutchfield. Abby is a really awesome person, and I also really appreciate her. I was a fan of her work online for years before having her on as a guest. And she and I became friends after that, which is... I don't know, what's funny is that for so long I saw her as, oh, that funny person online with the cool hair. Like, anytime she popped up online, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's super funny. She's got cool hair. Yeah, like, that's all I knew about her. Now I see her as my pal Abby first. And it's become like an afterthought afterthought about how incredibly talented she is. Like, I think the lesson here, for me at least, is that Even your favorite entertainer or even the biggest celebrity is just another person. Celebrity culture sort of occupies a lot of our minds, 
probably too much. The pushback on that culture was to just get toxic and mean towards the celebrity, which is an unhealthy and unreasonable response. Like, I don't, I saw something years ago when uh, paparazzi was really just hounding everybody and making life way difficult. A uh, video of Britney Spears going to her local Starbucks and somebody chastised her, just some soccer mom walking out of the Starbucks chastised Britney Spears because of all the entertainment culture that she ended up bringing inadvertently to that neighborhood. And she was just saying like, oh, this used to be a peaceful neighborhood until you got here. And uh, the thing about that is like Britney Spears is just a person. She has to live somewhere. She lived in George Clooney's neighborhood, so I don't know why that lady's acting like it was just a normal old neighborhood. But uh, it still had a bunch of celebrities around. So I don't know. You know, it's kind of weird to just get into the celebrity culture the way people do. It's it's just going to be better for us all, I think, if we just see them as a person first. And, you know, if there is this sort of crazy media frenzy around them, Blame the media frenzy. Don't don't blame the the person who's just living somewhere. That's that seems unfair. I just think celebrity culture is unhealthy, and I think the toxic response to it was also unhealthy. So let's just look at them as normal people. Sure, we can love their work and appreciate them for what they do, and and recognize the impact that it has on us. I certainly do, but. Let's not forget they're just another person. I think that'll calm things down. I did not do a great job of that recently when I met Jason Manzoukas. Oh, I met Jason Manzoukas. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that here, but I got to see the Manzoukas brothers, and the show was awesome, and I got to meet Jason afterwards, and he's one of my favorite improvisers, and I am usually chill when I meet people, and I was relatively chill when I just passed him to go to the bathroom and I said, hey, young man, to him, which he said back almost reflexively, like, I got to say, <laughs> I got to say it back. And uh, he's super cool. Anyway, uh, where I was not as chill as I usually am is when I asked to take a picture. I wasn't like freaking out or crying or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, I clearly was just being a fan and not approaching him like he's just another person like I generally want to do. Uh, so, you know, I think it's okay if it's an appropriate setting to meet someone and then just like approach them like a person and not a celebrity and just say like, Hey, I'm a big fan of your work. Uh, I think you're cool. Uh, can I get a picture maybe, you know, or whatever, but I don't know, just having that chill vibe will just make it go so much easier, but that's the lesson. Remember their people first. Okay, then we did a July 4th episode. That was episode 58. It was just a little chatting with Justina. Nothing too big in that one. Uh, Next episode after that was episode 59, Adam Hamway, who I just mentioned in the Dion Flynn episode. He is a super talented impressionist. Uh, I, I got to go to Sirius to meet with him and record this interview, and, um, he, if you remember, he does a Tonight Show parody show as Fallon, and he actually recently had Dion Flynn on that show playing himself, so that was, that was fun. I wish I could have been there for that. The thing that jumped out at me the most was the work an impressionist puts into trying to nail a voice. 
I thought it was just like doing the voice over and over again and just trying to match it, but it's more than just that, and that was what I learned from that episode about all the thought put into it. It was a fun app. All right, episode 60, Ilana Fishbein and Elena Scopettos. Y'all. I don't usually say y'all with such a draw, but y'all. These two are great. In this episode, we talk about their two-person show, which they developed with Peter McNerney. Peter is my current instructor at Magnet, and Ilana taught both my level two and level four, and uh, she's also coaching something that I'm a part of right now. She's easily one of my favorite people. You can't not laugh when Ilana does anything. She's so super funny. And Elena is a great character actor. They both are. And Elena also just has this like this sweet spirit about her, which is just nice to be around. And Ilana is such a relentless teaser. It's just great. Uh, you see her teasing uh, in that episode when we're improvising at the end of the episode. I knew she wanted me to be genuine. And I intentionally wasn't for a moment just because I knew it was the end of the episode and I knew it could get a rise out of her. And she called me out in a funny way about it. And I just love that. Um, <laughs> it's She does it a lot. She calls people out and she's super funny about it. And she's just great. Elena and Ilana are also good examples of super talented people whose talent can inspire and discourage you because they're so good. But don't forget, focus on developing skill. Everyone just has to get better at the skill, and that's what great people like Ilana and Elena did. Episode 61, A Trip Home. Justina and I talked about taking a trip back home, which can be interesting if you move far away from home. So check that episode out. Get some good reflection in that. Episode 62, Martin Morrow. Martin is a super talented dude in Chicago. I thought his description of how Second City approaches improv was interesting because I don't really hear people talk too much about the Second City approach. But uh, him saying, you know, they just focus on hitting something hard at the beginning, like a, a funny idea, hard, really hard at the beginning. He seemed to emphasize that. Uh, so it was just cool to get that perspective. The main thing that jumped out at me from this episode is the discussion on self-care. You hear the phrase self-care a lot these days to the point that it can make people get kind of over it and annoyed with the idea and <laughs> roll their eyes. But it is important. Studies have linked depression and other troubling issues to creative people and people with high IQs. A lot of artists have higher IQs, so it's a double whammy. There's an unfortunate stigma to going to a therapist or seeking some kind of professional help, but a common response, yeah, I don't know if you've heard this, like this common response is when someone suggests that you go see a therapist is, well, I'm not crazy. And there's just like a lot of stigma in the word crazy itself, but this is too much to unpack right here all <laughs> to get all of that out. But Let's just talk about the importance of going to a therapist. It's good for everyone, okay? Not because you have, uh, I don't like you're have a personality disorder necessarily. Like, I don't know. I guess that's what people mean when they say, like, I'm not crazy. They're like, well, I'm not a psychopath. No one's saying you're a psychopath. They're just saying there's something you were going through and you could get help from a professional on it. And like, listen, a therapist's job, they they're, are there 
They are there to help frame and offer context to your experience. It can be really eye-opening and offer so much peace of mind. And peace of mind is like one of the main things you're trying to get out of self-care. That's what self-care is good for, right? Like having peace of mind. So just don't disregard self-care. Really look into that. Episode 63 was with Allison Goldberg and Jen Jamula. Listen, talk about awesome and talented people. These two are so fun and they're so cool. After being blown away by their show Blogalogs, I had to have them on the podcast. They were both so sweet and fun to talk to, and I really, really like them as people. They, uh, I got to hang out with them, uh, just have coffee with them once, and I just, I don't know, I, I, there's something very familiar about them. You ever meet somebody and you just feel like, oh, this is my old friend? Like, you, you kind of fall into that sort of atmosphere or, or headspace with them. That's how I feel about them, because they're just so cool and nice and sweet people, and uh, I just really enjoy chatting with them and uh, this was a fun episode for that they are two people who i enjoy so much as people that i almost forget how incredibly talented they are it's kind of like with abby uh then i saw them in their web videos and i was like reminded oh yeah they're amazingly talented one thing that sticks out to me about this episode was how professional they are they have a team working with them and it keeps everything moving along and the team is awesome too Dedication to the craft is the reason we get into this business and want to perform or do anything like this. But we still have to think about the business side and being professional. It's a good lesson for me, and I hope it's a lesson you're taking to heart as well. The next episode was episode 64 with Abby Russell. Abby is hilarious and awesome. I got to know her at Magnet. I had no idea she was such a big deal outside of Magnet because of the work she does at GiantBomb.com. If you aren't following her on Twitter and keeping up with her work, then you should start now. And uh, (laughs) this is a really fun chat. What sticks out to me from it was my having zero knowledge of online gaming. Like, I just don't do it. So I didn't understand it uh, entirely. Like, I get it. Like, I see it and I understand what's going on, but I just mean I didn't know the ins and outs of, of doing it and, uh, <laughs> like, how easy it is to do it. Um, so there's something that I cut out that's just – I cut out me just being completely dumb about online gaming. I can't remember the specific question, but I basically asked if I, like, if I wanted to just play a game online with my friends, like, can I do that? Which is something that's really dumb with an obvious <laughs> obvious answer. I don't know why I asked it. I just, I cut it out because I'm an idiot. But now I'm just revealing it here because you already know I'm an idiot. She was really gracious and polite and never once said, boy, you're dumb. Uh, which would have been completely reasonable if she had said that. But uh, she's a good egg. She has, uh, she's encouraged me since this interview, uh, which I am grateful for, and I just think she's an all-around cool person. Episode 65, Labor Day episode. In this one, Justina and I chat about various comedy-related things. 
There's also a special guest, Dr. Chloe Carmichael, a clinical psychologist. She gave some great advice and tips about gaining confidence. That got some really great feedback from listeners, which I appreciate. If you're approaching performance, whether it's on a professional level or as a hobby, your level of confidence will play a role. It can be impacted negatively or it can keep you from getting the most out of your experiences. And it doesn't have to be that way. So she gives some very helpful tips and uh, I, I thought she was great. You can find more about her and her work on drchloe.com. That's D-R-C-H-L-O-E.com. And uh, check out that episode and, and get the tips that she was providing for us. Episode 66, Zach Bornstein. Now, I said when I posted this episode that it was a goal of mine to get an SNL writer on. So it was huge that I got him on. It was at an interesting time, though, because he was actually leaving the show at the time. <laughs> but he couldn't really announce. I couldn't say that when I presented the episode. It was just funny that... Like the time I, this one time I finally got an SNL writer, it was when they left. But still, a former SNL writer. One thing I appreciated, and I believe, uh, I believe this was cut out, was his humility about the team effort put in at SNL. I asked him what sketches he had written. I just said, like, oh, we're, you know, yeah, this was a big season. What sketches did you write? And he wouldn't say because he felt with it being a place where a number of people contribute to a piece, it wouldn't be fair to single himself out as the writer. And he also revealed that it's just kind of like the culture there. It's like everyone gets credit. So he just wouldn't be, he wasn't revealing it. He wasn't being a jerk or anything, but uh, he, he probably doesn't want this revealed either. But I'm pointing it out to say in a business where so many people are just cutthroat and will step on other people's necks to get ahead, I want to give credit to somebody who is not doing that. It's a good lesson to us all on just humanity. Episode 67, Emily C. Browning. She's a guitarist from New Zealand who I got to see perform here in New York City. I think this was an interesting discussion because we were able to catch her in a place in her career where the new experiences she's having are fresh. That's a really relatable part of someone's experience. It's easy to get caught up in things changing, especially when you don't know what to expect. Hearing her talk about it, I think, will provide some relief because you see it doesn't have to be so daunting. She was cool and chill and seemed to be grateful about everything that was going on. She's a great musician, and I wish her all the best. Episode 68 was a quick little comedy shop talk episode. I like to do those episodes because it provides a break from the norm, but also is a chance to just touch on some hot topics. Moving on. Okay, the next episode was the harassment and discrimination episode. This was a very serious episode and a very important topic to me, and I think the entertainment industry at large. This episode actually came out before the news about Harvey Weinstein came out, so I was just focusing on comedy theaters and some things I had been hearing about in a couple of different comedy theaters. But this topic is obviously relevant to 
anyone in any industry because this sort of behavior was not contained to one industry. I think the great take back I had from putting that episode together was seeing how so many people are trying to make the future a better place. It's easy to get caught up in the fray of negativity, especially online, and miss that there are a lot of people doing really good things that we'll reap the benefit of in the future. Lots of lessons in that episode. You may know not to harass or assault someone. That's an obvious thing. But it's not only about egregious behavior. You can make a mistake in trying to make a joke. You know, you're just joking around with somebody. You think you're, maybe you're trying to be nice to somebody. And it can cross someone's boundaries. There are different kinds of people in the world. People have different lines drawn, you know. So it's easy to just step over that and it's like, oh, I thought you were fine with a hug or whatever. And it's like, not everyone is, you know. It's just how it is. They're just different cultures, different kinds of people, and knowing how to respect that and how to handle it when you have stepped over someone's boundaries inadvertently is going to make you a better person and make the scene a little better. There's a lot to talk about with this, and the more you learn, the better off you are. There's no reason to push back on that. Episode 70, that was Liz Mealy. And uh, this was a great get because I just saw her and she was hilarious. And I, I it was down the street <laughs> at a bar down the street. And uh, I was by the bar and she was stand, walking past. And I just said, hey, you were great. And then just immediately asked if she would be on the podcast. And she immediately said yes. Liz is super personable. I loved this episode because she just got into stuff. She didn't hold back or hesitate. I also love the introspective episodes a lot because they are just conversational and easy to listen to, but also super enlightening. She gives a lot of stone-cold truths in this episode that anyone approaching the industry should keep in mind. The next episode is episode 71 with Mike Kaplan. Mike is a stand-up who's another good get because he's just really great and has had a lot of great credits and I just didn't know if he would say yes but um I really enjoyed having him on because it just wasn't hard at all to get him to get into stuff I asked him a, a question and he just went off with great advice and insight and uh there's no prodding there's no like follow-up questions needed he just starts talking for me, what stood out the most was how firm he was in saying that if you're doing stand-up, you need to get in front of a real crowd. You need to have some shows that are in front of a real crowd. It's easy in New York to go to mics that are just comics. That can be annoying because no one is paying any attention. You can have solid jokes, but if nobody's paying attention, you're not going to know how it's really working or what needs to be tweaked, and that's annoying. That's just annoying. That People just watch their friends set, and then they leave or bury their heads in their notes. You, you just can't really get a good gauge on your jokes or grow, I don't think, if you're just in front of comics. So getting in front of a, a real crowd with an actual just comedy-loving audience who are just there for comedy, I think that will help you grow a lot more than just going to the rooms that are just a bunch of comics who uh, have their arms crossed. It was good to hear a professional kind of speak to that. 
Episode 72 was another Comedy Shop Talk episode, this time with girlfriend of the show, Justina. We talked about lots of stuff, like jokes James Corden made about Harvey Weinstein and the blowback he got from it. It was an interesting chat. Episode 73, Dr. Andy Rourke. Andy Rourke is one of my favorite people in the whole entire world. Nay, universe. And this episode was one of my favorite episodes we've ever done of this podcast. He's a really focused, smart, funny, wise person, and he uses all of that to encourage and help others. It's an incredible quality to want to help other people. That's the main thing that jumps out at me from this episode, his thoughtfulness. His advice was also just really great, especially his suggestions at the end on putting together a plan for success. I don't know what organization can give him a plaque for giving back to others and working to build the community, but somebody somewhere needs to because he deserves a plaque or a statue or something. Honestly, he's one of the best people I know. If you know him, he's going to definitely be one of the best people you know. I'm lucky to know him and to have worked with him before. What a great episode. Really, really enjoyed that. Okay, this next episode, episode 74, it's a, it was a very difficult episode to do, and uh, it's a very difficult episode to talk about. Uh, it was called In Loving Memory, and it was in honor of my friend Chris Farmer. I really don't know how to talk about that episode. I miss my friend. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. If you are experiencing depression or overwhelming thoughts, then please call the Suicide Lifeline. You can call 1-800-273-8255. Also, if someone you know committed suicide and you need help coming to terms with it and learning to live with it, and it is something you need to learn to live with, Uh, You can still call that number. You can find a support group in your area. They will help you. And this goes back to what I was saying about self-care or speaking to a therapist. Speaking to someone for help, dealing with what hurts, is exactly the kind of thing therapy exists for. It's why lifelines exist. Uh, It's what community should be. And we can maybe do a bad job of that with community, but it's just really important to know where you can go to deal with your hurt and your pain. If we are physically in pain, we know to go to a doctor. It can be really easy to not know who to go to when we're in emotional pain, especially when it's really deep emotional pain or mental anguish that has a lot of hurt feelings attached to it. It's hard to know where to go when that stuff is going on, but that's what therapists and support groups and lifelines are for. You go there uh, to those places when you're going through things like that. You don't have to go through anything alone. You just don't. We will wrap up the episode with that. This was a first-parter of a two-parter second anniversary special I can't wait to share with you my thoughts on the rest of the episodes in the second year of the There It Is podcast. I can't believe it. 
You can, of course, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at There It Is Pod. And you can go to thereitispod.com and read up on old episodes and read blogs that have tips and advice. We just posted something on Tuesday. I hope you enjoy that and check it out. That's it for now. As always, until next time, be good to each other. Hey, Prince. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. <laughs>